What's going on, everyone? This is Two Bays in a Pod, and I am your host, Andrew Wright. And over in his bedroom, his loud bedroom, is my co-host, Cody Johnson. Cody? <laughs> hey, everybody. What's going on? Hope you guys are enjoying your evening or the morning or afternoon, whatever time you're listening to this. So please enjoy. Um, this is a really fun episode, so we can't wait for you guys to listen. All right. Well, welcome, everyone. Uh, like I said, this is Two Bays in a Pod, and uh, we are going to be reviewing episode three of season one of the Umbrella Academy. Um, we have done the last two weeks, obviously, episode one and then episode two, which has been really fun. Uh, so now we are uh, we're continuing our theme, obviously, so we're really excited. Um, but before we get into everything, Cody, how are you doing? Doing fine, man. It's just a little bit uh, chaotic over here at my house. We've got my daughter FaceTiming your daughter, and then we've got uh, our wives uh, cross-talking while we're recording. So clearly, we need some interaction with you guys fairly soon, or else we're just going to drive each other nuts. But other than that, we're doing well. How about you? <laughs> well, I'm doing all right, you know. Uh, my wife right now is handling the baby, which is uh, very cute. Uh, he falls asleep every time she picks him up. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and you know, he always cries when I pick him up. So, you know, it's <laughs> just, just one of those things. Um, we, uh, I do want to start off by saying this before we get into everything. Um, please go follow us on Instagram, which is uh, two bays in a pod. Uh, also go follow uh, Drew Code Sports Talk, which we are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and also uh, YouTube. Go follow us, uh, comment, like, anything, everything, share, retweet, whatever it may be. Um, also, go rate and review on any of the major podcasts and subscribe. Um, like we always say, anything and everything does help. All the major podcasts being Spotify, iHeart, uh, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Um, also, go check out fnxfitness.com, and uh, they got great workout gear and great workout supplements. And uh, we can actually get you 15% off and you're going to want to do that as soon as possible because um, we definitely, they definitely sell out real quick. So uh, Cody will explain to you how you can get that 15% off. That's right, guys. Go to DrewCodeSportsTalk.com. At the bottom of our homepage is a uh, link for our partners. So you want to click on that. And then it'll also take you directly to the FNX Fit link that you can click on along with the promo code DrewCode15 to get 15% off your total purchase when you guys are done. Uh, right now, uh, they've been sending out quite a few emails about their summer blowout sales. I know they've got some supplements on sale, water bottles and gear. So mm-hmm. definitely get all that stuff up. And I think their fall collection is about to come out uh, pretty soon, which means summer collection is going to go super cheap. And you can use your promo code uh, DrewCode15 uh, to get more discounts on that. So savings on savings on savings, because who doesn't like to save on money? So, and while you guys are on Drew Code Sports Talk, go ahead and check out the page. Um, we have links to all the podcast um, platforms that we are on, such as iHeart, Google, Apple, Spotify. Uh, you can also listen to live episodes on our website as well, as well as reading a brand new blog that Andrew has just started that I'll let him explain. And it's kind of tied into the San Francisco Giants. So Drew? Yeah, thank you, Cody. I appreciate that. Um, uh, yeah, it's uh, called One Giant Step, and it's a uh, sports uh, blog, and it's specifically about the San Francisco Giants. Um, and it's just a weekly thing that I put out there. Um, 
mainly just uh, a an outlet for me to uh, get things off my chest or um, you know get my ideas out there uh, I you know it's really fun for me um, it's not a hard read at all I think I I write like three paragraphs maximum so um, it's it's really an easy read I don't try and go too long i try and get in depth as much as i can with the obviously with the time or with uh not writing so much so uh it's just really fun and uh you know go check it out it's got some really good stats that i've put up there and uh some good information so um you know really just for fun but it, it's a it's a good one and it's an easy read so it won't take much of your day <laughs> it didn't take any of my day when i read it today so it was good stuff dude oh thanks appreciate it hey my first well my second fan my my <laughs> wife even though my wife she's a dodger fan she uh she was grateful enough or to listen to me you know when i was writing it and let me read it to her and she would give me her input so mm-hmm. um you know i i appreciate her for doing that for sure all right awesome. so let's get into the umbrella academy um Cody episode three, uh, before we really get going, I think we should just make a little rundown. Um, basically, uh, something's wrong with the mom. Um, you yeah. know, she's kind of like trying to put on a happy face. Uh, there's a scene where Allison and Luther are questioning her because we find out that uh, when Reginald died, she was she just given him something. And then all of a sudden you see him collapse onto his bed mm-hmm. and then she just turns and walks away. They question her about it, and she's basically dodging the whole thing. So at first, you're kind of like, "Oh, we do eventually find we do find out that she is a robot." Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Like it's confirmed. I mean, it was it was pretty obvious in episode one she was a robot, but you know, you could never know. Maybe it's just some uh, some superhero stuff. But yeah, she's a robot. Um, Let's see, um, Chakcha and Hazel, they're a little upset because uh, they missed out on five. Uh, and then they get this, you know, telegraph that shoots into their uh, hotel room that, I, you know, we'll probably talk a little bit about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, they're told basically not to come back to uh, whatever place they work at um, until they kill five. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now they're a little more motivated than ever. Um, we find out about what happened with Allison and her ex-husband and her daughter. Um, I think we'll, we'll just, we'll talk about it later. So I'm not going to give it away. Uh, Vanya and Leonard get a little bit closer. Um, Hazel and Chacha, they go back to the donut shop, um, and get a little more information. Um, about number five saying uh, that the number five had a tattoo on him, which was the tattoo of the umbrella Academy that they got in episode one. Um, You find out how close Diego and the mom were, which we'll probably go in a little more in depth Uh, five. The whole episode is basically following the doctor uh, that he uh, was trying to get information about the eye uh, that we had talked about. Um, and then we find out Hazel and Chacha find out where the Umbrella Academy live. So they go to their house and break in. A uh, big old fight happens. Um, and then uh, Diego um, kind of realizes that it's either he has to, in a, in a way, uh, put down his mom or, um, 
you know, it's going to be someone else and mm-hmm. doing it. Uh, and then Hazel and Chakcha at the end of the episode, uh, they actually end up taking Klaus after the big old fight. Um, and really they don't, uh, none of the uh, Umbrella Academy really notice uh, that he was gone at the time. So mm-hmm. that's kind of a quick rundown without going too in depth. Um, I was a little upset with myself last week because I really went in depth and yeah. it was just like, well, we're going to get to it later. So uh, I apologize if that was a rough listen. So I just tried to make bullet points and, <laughs> and run it down real quick. So um, Cody, uh, first off, um, what are, what are some things that maybe stood out to you that you uh, maybe either wrote down or, or stuck in your memory or, or whatever about this episode? So some of the things I think um, I was actually shocked at is how much influence that the mom has, even though she's robotic. Um, a lot of this episode yeah. kind of went through like memories of like her taking care of them. Um, I think if I'm not mistaken in the third episode, uh, Diego has a speech impediment that she helps him overcome, which is kind of like one of the things that drives Diego um, you know, in a way to make that harsh decision of either uh, he puts her down or, or something happens to her where she gets dismantled or something. Um, and it's kind of the reason why um, Allison and, um, oh my gosh, I'm blinking on his name. Luther? <laughs> yeah, Allison and Luther are questioning her about, um, about what happened to their, about their dad. Because again, yeah. you know, they, they hear it was a heart complication, but, then they think it some dirty business happened. And then the next thing that they see is obviously the mom was the last one to see him before he died. So it creates a whole lot of questions, but it definitely does um, kind of give a little bit more, uh, more details in what's going on with where the mom fits in and why they're all so close to her. And true, truthfully, it takes a robotic super mom to essentially raise um, superheroes that are going through a lot of, yeah. changes and traumatic experiences especially with reginald who did not uh did not sugarcoat things during time so <laughs> i i would i would say that's what stood out the most is the yeah. relationship that they all have with the mom yeah i wrote down a lot of notes um obviously like what you said uh we find out that diego had a stutter and basically uh the mom was the one who um was helping him out with it. Um, you know, she was taking his, she was taking her time with him and, and all that. And that was really cool to kind of see, um, how they, uh, how their interaction was. And then, you know, cause in episode one and episode two, you can kind of tell that Diego is a little more protective of, um, of mom than anyone else. And you're kind of like, why is that? And then you figure out that, you know, he was dealing through some stuff and she was really the only one. And kind of the takeaway that I had from this episode was, um, you know, Reginald and, and mom, as we learned, her name is grace. Um, they're kind of the polar opposites. Grace is just the one who just has unconditional love. She's the one who, if anything happens to them, she's the first one there helping them out with whatever. With Reginald, like you said, you know, uh, doesn't sugarcoat anything, uh, really doesn't think before he speaks. He just says it, you know. Uh, so Grace and Reginald, they're pretty much the opposite. So um, th- that's kind of a takeaway that I got from that relationship. Um, 
Also, uh, you <laughs> you figure out that Vanya uh, basically is the punching bag. Yeah. I mean, the first, the very first scene is her uh, realizing that she's uh, late, and so she's booking it to her uh, performance or practice. She gets there, and uh, she was like, "Sorry, I'm late." And the composer goes, "Oh, sorry, I didn't even notice you were." I was like, oh my God, here we go again. She's just going to keep getting shit on. Right. Um, you know, and then she kind of gets a little close to Leonard. You know, they you know, she visits him at at his shop and he kind of uh, is like a, uh, he basically restores uh, like old furniture, wood or, you know, whatever it may be, kind of restores a lot of this stuff. Um, but then you find out also that he uh, carves things. And so he's, he carved out uh, a violinist and gave it to Vanya. So he's kind of sweet on her. And then uh, Allison finds Vanya in the street. And uh, you can kind of tell a little bit that he's hinting at um, Allison. Like he knows kind of how they all treat Vanya, not just her. And so he's, you can kind of say, you can kind of tell a little bit, like he's kind of given her a little, a little shit uh, about things, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, that's kind of another thing that I, that I got out. Um, Hazel and Chaksha were really big in this episode. Uh, this is kind of where you, um, uh, this is kind of where you figure out like how, you know, how important these guys are. These guys are like assassins, but we just don't know who ha- who's hired them. We don't know, where they came from. We just know that they're after five um, and they're really good at what they're at their job, basically. So, yeah. Um, and five really didn't have a big part in it. Uh, in this episode, he was kind of an afterthought, but he was following the doctor. We don't know why, um, but we know towards the end of the episode, he's kind of driving and following him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, I mean, those are really the takeaways that I got. You know, obviously the mom and the Reginald uh, relation relationship were one of the biggest. Uh, Hazel and Chacha, you kind of get to know them a little bit more. Uh, those were those were the big uh, takeaways for me. So yeah. Um. So I mean, any any other notes that you had that you kind of wanted to get to? Um, well, I think one thing that I would really love to highlight about Chacha and Hazel, because as as dif- as dysfunctional as they are, they're a really good team. And when they actually stormed the Umbrella Mansion and uh, Hazel specifically went against um, Luther, I was surprised because, uh, you know, you would think with all that training that uh, the Umbrella Academy wouldn't have a hard time against them. And Sure enough, man, like uh, Chacha and Hazel let him have it. And there's a part where Chacha was uh, basically fighting with uh, uh, Diego and Allison, but Allison primarily. And uh, Allison basically put up a fight, but Chacha was giving it to her. And uh, you just get a sense of like you would have thought that the Umbrella Academy would have had their way with them. They're in their house and, you know, they're well-trained or you thought they were. And then it just kind of showed that Hazel and Chacha are – the more skilled assassins than what uh than what was anticipated and it kind of begs the question now like um you know where did five come from who trained him um because the you know hazel and chacha are from the same place and we just know it has something to do with time travel and you know kind of getting around and one of the funny things that we got to see was um 
we got to see uh hazel meet uh forgot what the uh the diner gal's name is and they kind of have like this little flirting thing going on is it uh, which is uh, something like yeah, that Irene. which is kind of cute to see at first just because like she's this sweet little innocent woman and he's this like you know assassin that meets her and really <laughs> likes jelly donuts because of her and that's about it so uh that was kind of the funnier thing but yeah one of the things about vanya that i that uh it also shows that the opening is when she wrote the book about the family the umbrella academy kind of spilled the secrets and that she was outcasted by the family for a lot of years until she came home and even still like to this day gets shit on by her family um just by life in general and um you know uh in episode two allison doesn't really trust um doesn't really trust uh the boyfriend i'm forgetting what his name is you just said it like three times um Leonard. Leonard. She doesn't mm-hmm. trust Leonard for good reasons and good re- and Leonard is giving her weird vibes but then you kind of think like well it's it's just nothing but you know um Vanya's really gravitating towards him and definitely during a struggle I think in this episode she definitely finds herself with him because you know apparently to Vanya she she feels safer at least herself around him and uh and yeah, they have an interesting relationship. They're definitely, they're definitely um, made for each other. That's for sure. Because they're both kind of goofy in a sense. And, you know, um, it's really the best way I can explain it. But other than that, man, this is a good episode to where it kind of lays some foundation on what's going to happen to come. Like this was a really, episode three was definitely a really, really good one compared to episode two, which is kind of a snooze fest. <laughs> um. Yeah, it was Agnes. I was way off. It was not Irene. I knew it was some old broad's la- name, but I didn't know. I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> Agnes. So, all right. I was, I was close. That's funny, I guess. I was in the vowels. <laughs> <laughs> Irene, so. Agnes. Yeah, you're, you're about there. <laughs> so, um, but uh, yeah, you, you kind of see that he's, uh, you you can kind of see that Hazel is really looking forward to ha- retirement. Like he wants to be done. Yeah. Um. And Chakcha is like, she's kind of done, but she's also like, we got a job to do. Let's just do it. You know. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of more like, I'm just ready to <laughs> just run off. You know. Right. Um. Yeah. Well, like you mentioned, Hazel can fight Luther one on one. I mean, it was quite impressive. Mm-hmm. You look at Hazel, and yeah, he's this big dude. But you look at Luther, and you find out later that. Uh, Luther is basically half gorilla, half human. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so it was very impressive to see Hazel uh, fight like that. The one thing I did have an issue with was actually that scene because what happens is uh, Hazel is fighting Luther and Hazel gets the best of Luther at one point and Luther's trying to stand up and... Um, they basically chop down this uh, chandelier on Luther and then Luther gets up and his shirt rips off. And then you see he's half gorilla basically. Yeah. And the the issue I have is this, I think they should have to show how strong Hazel was. I feel like they should have had that happen before they fought Mm -hmm. like in the middle of it. And then the, the slam that he has, on luther i think it would have been much more impactful so that was one thing i kind of took away and i was like i kind of wish they would have done that the other way but it's i mean it's such a minor thing it's really not that big of a deal um 
you know, it took like three guys. It took three. I think it was Allison, Diego, and Luther. We're yeah. all fighting him at one point, and it was like three on one, and Hazel was holding his own quite well. Right. Right. Oh. So, um, so I mean, you know that, and that came before the fight with Luther. So I mean, I guess. I guess you could say they kind of do show, but you really just don't know how strong Luther is. So that's kind of, that was kind of my thought on that. Yeah. Um, You know what? Actually, funny thing is you bring that up. I remember texting you watching this episode, like what the hell's up with Hazel and Chacha? Like, how are they like the hardest people to kill? Because (laughs) I, they don't look very imposing at all. They don't, you know, like when I looked at uh, Hazel, I was like, Oh, this dude is not going to fight against Luther (laughs) or Diego. Like these guys are trained. Uh, clearly Luther is like twice his size. He's, you know, he's got to handle this. And then next thing you know, you see, um, you see Hazel basically beat them all. And then Chacha, especially getting the best of at one point, Allison and Diego until Diego um, flipped a knife into, I think it was Allison or not Allison into Chacha's shoulder or her thigh. Mm-hmm. I think it was her, I think it was her, um, I think it was her shoulder. But anyways, um, they're very skilled and they just don't look like that they would hold their own, but like, it's surprising that how uh, how well they go against each other or yeah. go against the academy, which is surprising. But it also could be because, again, there's a lot of dysfunction there. There's a lot of, you know, like they haven't worked together in how many years and, you know, they don't yeah. really know how to put it all together to kind of combat like a tougher opponent. And that's why they got the better of them because they're clearly a team. Yeah. Yeah, I'm... I'm uh... I under I, I'm with you on that. Like it, it really. When you when going into that fight, you really don't understand how good because five kind of gets the best of them in the fight before in episode two. And mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it, it helps that he can you know shift wherever, but um, you know, you really don't see how skilled they are until they're actually fighting in the house. So I thought that was a necessary scene because. Um, now you kind of know what they're capable moving forward uh, later on in the season. Yeah. Um, some other things I did want to get to. Um, I liked. Um, I, I I really did like the uh, story of Allison, uh, her ex husband, and um, uh, her, daughter. her daughter Claire. <laughs> Um, it's, you find out that basically Allison had gotten where she had gotten, which she's like a famous, like movie star. Mm -hmm. Um, you find out that she used her powers the I had a rumor power, um, to become uh, a superhero. Don't argue with me that yes, they, she did. (laughs) Um, (laughs) but, um, your dog just likes to. No, she's got stop it stop (laughs) but anyway um so you know allison really tells you hey i I got where i got because of my uh because of my power and so when you know you have a daughter who's got the terrible twos or you know terrible Mm -hmm. threes in my in my opinion um because i've experienced that before yep um Um, you know, she kind of was like, okay, well, there's one time where she was throwing a big old fit and Allison said, well, what's the harm in using it one time? Um, and so she used her power to basically get her daughter to calm down, which by the way, 
I didn't think it was that big of a deal. And I was like, hell yeah. yeah. If I had that power, I would use it all the freaking time. I know. Okay. For a second, I'm going to get off my righteous high horse here and say, I would have absolutely done that. Had I, yeah. I would have done that and not even thought twice about it. I would not have felt bad at <laughs> it all. It would like, not have taken me until my daughter was three. It would have taken no, like, me like three days old. <laughs> like, I heard a rumor that you went back to sleep. <laughs> like, for, for when I went back. <laughs> yeah <laughs> for like 12 hours <laughs> so um you know i i would have used it absolutely um so you know i i understand what her thought was is she was like oh i didn't want to use it and and i get that i think i would be like that as a dad too is i'm like okay i don't i wouldn't want to use it but after a while you you get so tired where you're just like i'm gonna use it <laughs> you know so kudos to her for waiting until she, you know her daughter was three but Anyway, um, and then you find out that she basically used it too much, um, and uh, that was kind of that was kind of the final straw. And, and I, you know, we don't really necessarily know why they were divorced, but we know that that was a big part. Um, so uh, I thought that was an interesting. It was an interesting uh, part of the show, um, kind of you figuring out, you know because the first two episodes you're like why the hell is she divorced and why can't she see her kid and now you kind of understand right um and to be honest if i were her i'd be like well i'm in trouble so far so i'm just going to keep using it until i get to see my kid i mean <laughs> yeah am, am i far off on that i i, I don't mean, know maybe well so i don't know i would have thought the same thing of like <laughs> you know i guess it's because she has um I guess she must really care about this guy to where she doesn't want to, you know, do that trick on him uh, to get what she wants. Because I think she made mention in this episode to Luther, if I'm not mistaken, that the reason why like she found it bad is because she doesn't feel like she's earned anything. So she doesn't feel like she knows who she is because she's used it so often that, you know, she became a star because of using it. She, you know, and then she questions her relationship. If, if, uh, she used it so much that it was only predicated on that. And so, you know, I can see her turmoil with it. But, you know, truthfully, for me, at least, if I wanted to see my kid that badly, I mean, I might use it just so that way I can get to see my kid again. And then we'll just get back to normal. And, you know. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I would do anything I possibly could to see my kid. Yeah. Um, You know. When my wife and I, we went on vacation to Seattle, um, you know, I had a lot of downtime where, you know, I was just by myself, you know, just walking around the city, just looking for, you know, things to do. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of stuff I was kind of like, oh, man, I wish I had my daughter. Like, and it made me miss my daughter like crazy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's it was only a week, you know. And honestly, when I started thinking, it was like two days after we had left. So yeah, it was kind of like, you know, oh man, I, you know, I can't wait to, uh, you know, Nadia would love this and Nadia would love that. And, mm-hmm. you know, oh, it'd be really fun to, to, uh, play, you know, an arcade game with not, you know, so it made me think about that a lot. And, and so if I had, if I had to do like visitation type things, mm-hmm. it would drive me nuts. And, and I, I, I would do anything and everything I could to, uh, uh, to see my daughter and to be perfectly honest, if I had that power, I would probably use it for sure. 
Yeah, no, definitely. I think I think anybody that says, "Oh, I would not use it for selfish reasons," is probably lying to themselves. Just <laughs> yeah, because, seriously. You, know, you mean to tell me that you can just whisper a phrase? It doesn't hurt anybody, but it puts you ahead, and you don't think like you wouldn't use it. Uh, I mean, come on now. Let's get off the let's get off your high horse here, and let's be <laughs> let's be honest about this. You you probably exactly. would, whether you thought it was big or little or whatever. But you know, I can see the turmoil that uh, you know Allison's probably going through. Is you know you want your kid or your husband to love you for you and you know it's it would be hard for her to even know what's genuine or not genuine because yeah you know like you know if i were to to rumor my wife to love me or to care for me then it's not really her free will to do so it's something that's yeah. you know comp- compelled to her and then it, then it just feels like it's not real and then you feel like you're kind of putting on this facade and then you know it just leads to a other things, but I will stand by my statement though, that if I, if any of my kids, the three of them, like my son, for example, like, I don't know how many times I tell this dude to stop, you know, playing video games all day or whatever. I would rumor the crap out of him <laughs> playing so fast. It would make his head spin. And hey, I would use it on my newborn son right now. I would, <laughs> I'd be like, I probably, heard a rumor that you're not hungry and you're just going to go back to sleep until my alarm goes off. And then he probably looks at you like, I have no idea what a rumor is. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Like does it tonight, work on babies? Like, that's a good question, Cody. Yeah, right. I think you brought up a really good, does it work on infants? I don't know. Uh, if I had the power, I would try it out. Okay, you know what? Hold on, side, top, side topic here, like a really side topic away from this. I had my coworker today, we were talking about names and she goes, you know how like we give the baby a name, like when they're first born, what happens if we maybe raise this child up to like, let's say the age of like 10 or five or five or 10, like whatever, I can't remember the age. And she goes, and then we let them pick their name and then that's their name forevermore. Do you think that would work? And I was like, no, it would. Well, I mean, would they even understand what a name is? Like, yeah. when they're asked what's their name i don't know i don't have one yet i'm not five or i'm not 10 then i was kind of like huh if i was 10 years old what would have my name been like you know can i be jesus you know or <laughs> you know, it was just kind of a funny little thinker of a question yeah. but i just thought it was so silly that i was like huh that would be curious i wonder if that would work if you can my name my name would have been max yeah that was, I don't know why, I always loved that name, and I knew no one named Max. <laughs> I, don't know why. I knew one, I I knew one dude in high school named Max, and he was my coworker at my first job, and that was the only guy I ever knew that had that name. So, I can't I even know, think maybe, of what name I would want to be. Maybe Max just sounds, like, strong. I don't know. Maybe that's why. I don't know. Whatever. I want to name something aggressive like Brock. <laughs> <laughs> And then when you get old and you hear this dude named Brock, you're like, oh, shit, that guy's coming again. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> um, anyway. <laughs> Out of the rabbit hole we go. We yeah. Um, actually, let's take a quick break. And then when we come back, we'll continue uh, our conversation about the Umbrella Academy. All right, Cody. Um, so we kind of went down a little bit what would happen. Uh, I wanted to um, maybe get some not necessarily takeaways, but your favorite scenes. Like what were, what were some of your favorite scenes in this one? Oh man, that's a good one. Uh, truthfully, I think I really like the scene where um, Hazel is visiting Ag- uh, is it Agnes. Is that what you said her name was? Yeah. Agnes, Agnes, uh, Agnes at the donut shop when he's kind of, you know, not really questioning her. He just wants to visit her and he's 
kind of, you know, flirting with her and she's just kind of unloading like this positivity on him that he's not quite used to because he's so jaded. I really found that episode kind of, or not that episode, that scene kind of, you know, relatable. Like, you know, yeah. we're, we've all got something that's kind of made us who we are, whether it's, you know, in a positive way or negative way or shaped us. And then they find somebody that has turned them around or is giving them a different perspective and you can't help but gravitate to that person. I kind of thought that that was a really cute scene considering what Hazel does and what Agnes does for a living. I thought <laughs> yeah. it was, I thought it was cute to put those two together and see she, some kind of, she's awkward. like the sweetest old lady and yeah. And she's does, trying like, to kill some kid. <laughs> and the fact that she doesn't have PTSD from the shootout is like amazing. Like she bounces back so well. It's amazing. So <laughs> Well, she probably was, you know, in Nam. <laughs> I mean, with a name like Agnes, she's the one that won the war in Nam. What are you talking about? I mean, maybe the Korean War. <laughs> no, <laughs> she was pretty old. Anyway, that's that was messed up. Anyway, um, yeah, I thought that that was a good one. I, I like the um, uh, the the little. Um, what am I trying to say here? The I guess re- I don't want to say relationship, but the interaction that Hazel and, and Agnes had. I thought that was really cool. And you can tell that, you know, he was kind of interested in her because like when Chaksha came out of the bathroom, he was kind of like, oh, oh you know, and like mm-hmm. back to being Hazel, you know, the killer. So, um, yeah, I really like that. Um, a couple of things I did want to pinpoint uh, was the mom was completely losing her shit. <laughs> <laughs> It's just so funny. Like they were, they were asking her, they're like, "Mom, did you give Dad something? Did you try and hurt Dad?" And she was all, "Who wants eggs?" Right. Like, oh, this is not good. Um, you know, she, like one of the scenes, one of my favorite scenes was actually when they're in the fight scene in the house, mm-hmm. and uh, they kind of pan to the mom, and she's upstairs, and she's just knitting, and she's smiling. She's like, la 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 la, and I just died because there's like things, just like being thrown and gunfire and whatnot she's like like nothing's happening so um yeah you could tell that she was losing her shit um and um also i really really think that uh chakra needs to stop getting stabbed because it seems like she's getting stabbed every single episode yeah like every time she is getting stabbed and i'm like you need to learn not to get stabbed. Like, and this one was kind of not her fault. It was more like she was trying to run upstairs and Diego was really good at throwing uh, uh, knives. Mm-hmm. Fun fact about Diego that I actually, my wife uh, told me about his superpower in the actual comics was that he could basically, he was like a fish. He could swim underwater and breathe underwater basically. Uh-huh. So that was his original power, but they changed it for the show. Huh. Fun fact. Fun fact. That is a fun fact because honestly, when my son and I were watching this show, we just thought that Diego's really good at throwing knives. And spoiler alert, in season two, he actually does some cooler things that we didn't expect. But um Yeah. Yeah, we just thought he was a really good marksman, but you know, <laughs> he uh he's he's there's more to him than that. But you know, another thing that uh, I thought was kind of interesting and kind of sad about the episode too was at the end when Diego basically goes and sees sees the mom and she's knitting and she's actually knitting herself into this thing because yeah. she's you know losing her shit and she's kind of going hangwire 
or, you know, her program's just all messed up. And he, you know, again, ends up putting her down for her safety or, you know, and it's just kind of like, you can clearly tell he probably had a closer bond to her, even though technically she's built as a, you know, a robot, but you know, all these kids from basically the time that they were infants to now, you know, see, you know, see her as mom, even though they know full and well that she's a robot, but she still cares for them like a mother. And it's, and it's shown. And especially the flashback scene Diego has with him having that speech problem that I mentioned. And it just kind of brings it more in a, just in a heavier light, especially when he's the one that does it. And you can just tell like out of all of them, she, their relationship was just a lot different than everybody else's. And even Reginald noticed that too, at one point. So, yeah. Um, you know, um, when I first watched this show, I, I didn't really understand why I didn't understand fully why Diego, uh, basically like shuts her down by himself. He doesn't tell anyone, Oh, you know what? I think she's, you know, I need to check her out or whatever. He kind of does it on his own. And I was kind of like, what the heck? Mm-hmm. But uh, rewatching it, you kind of—I kind of understand that he was basically because Luther and Allison were basically accusing her of killing Reginald. Mm-hmm. Um, that um, Diego then goes and sees, and he actually finds out the true reason, which basically she's her hardwire is haywire, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, he understands that he's going to have to shut her down; otherwise, they're going to try and you know, do some other things. And, you know, he wants to be the one to do it because he essentially he was the closest to her and Mm -hmm. that's what we know so far. So, um, you know, we don't know how everyone else was with her. This is kind of the first time you really see the interaction between, uh, her and, and, uh, all of the, uh, all the kids there. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I really enjoyed, uh, enjoyed that. And I thought that was a really cool, uh, thing to add that they really didn't necessarily have to it wasn't that it's not that big of a storyline um but uh it is it, it was kind of like touching you know in in a way like yeah. diego is just kind of this hard ass this guy who's um you know basically shoot now ask questions later right and you find his soft spot which was his mom essentially so yeah and you also see too like w- between all the kids or all the you know all the uh, Umbrella Academy students or kids or whoever was basically raising this house that she was the one that gave him, gave them all that human side. And it wasn't just Reginald by himself along with, you know, whoever else was like testing them or training them or anything like that. She was that, she was that, you know, figurative and literal mother figure that was nursing them, taking care of them, you know, giving them that softer side that they all gravitated towards since they were all essentially, um, you know, they all essentially worked bought and by Reginald at a, at an infant age. And she was the one that basically taught them, raised them, gave them names, if I'm not mistaken, because at, because uh, Reginald had only given them numbers where she actually gave them names. So it's, it's a very touching episode because it kind of gives you an idea of who this person is. And it's also so fitting and kind of heartbreaking of what Diego has to do. So, yeah. Um, you know, uh, you're absolutely right. I mean, that's, it was a really good aspect. And, um, you know, it, it's, like I said, it's not really that big of a part of the story, but it is something that I think was necessary because it kind of, 
it kind of adds to, um, you know, some of the characters, you know, yep. you can kind of tell that even though Vanya was kind of that outcast, she did kind of have a spot uh, with mom, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that's why, I mean, essentially you can kind of figure out, okay, maybe that's, maybe that's a reason that Vanya didn't run away sooner. Right. You know? Um, but uh, another one of my favorite scenes. Um, well, obviously, one my favorite scene was the fight scene. I thought that fight scene, that whole scene, was just so cool. Mm -hmm. um, it was such a really cool, um, you know, uh, showing for Hazel and Chacha, but also um, Allison. You know, because all you know is that she has this power that says, "I have a rumor." But then you kind of figure out that oh, they've kind of you know tested her to or taught her how to fight a little bit you know yeah uh so i i do enjoy that a little bit um and i thought that was really good obviously you find out vanya is useless in fighting so there's another <laughs> thing she's kind of useless for which <laughs> it's kind of mean to say but really she was yeah um uh you know uh you figure out that diego he's probably the more skilled fighter mm -hmm. um and luther is just more the brute strength fighter yeah um, luther needs to work on leg day <laughs> with yes. that with that huge upper body and then he's got i mean i'm sure i'm i'm sure if it was a normal his legs would be proportional but with that upper body being so massive on human legs, it looks like he needs to really maybe find that needle that dad poked him with and inject himself down there to yeah. really even out because he's a uh, misproportion. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, not not the not the uh, hottest take. That's that's kind of more of those takes that it, obvious take, I guess. <laughs> um, but another fight scene, or another fight scene, another uh, favorite scene of mine was. Uh, when uh, Five, Luther, and Klaus get into the van. So Five is stalking the doctor. Luther finds him and is like, he goes, hey, man, we need you back at the house. We're having a family meeting. And Five's like, no, I, you know, and then Luther was like, well, I'm technically number one, you know, I'm, I'm still kind of the leader. Mm -hmm. And he goes, well, technically I'm 28 years older than you or, so, or something <laughs> like that. And he was and he was all, how did you even find me anyway? And then Klaus is in the back and he's like, can you give me and Dolores a little bit of room? We're, we're kind of having a moment. And so you can see how Five gets all pissed off. And he's like, you need to get out of the." And they kick Klaus out, basically, both of them. So that scene was kind of funny because it was kind of one of those scenes that they showed like, it, that's basically how like brothers or family members act with each other. You know, yeah. it wasn't, it's not like these superhero guys who, you know, have these, have this strength. It was just like, it's a regular relationship and they kind of made it, I, I guess they humanized it a little bit. And that, that's what I, I really liked about it was, um, you know, it was funny. Yes, of course. And I love, you know, funny stuff. So when I find that I always write it down, but, um, yeah, that was one, just one of those things that I thought not only was that scene showing, you know, um, you know, they all still hate Klaus because he's just a drunk. Um, and then the Luther five, uh, relationship, they're always at each other's throat and you, I mean, you continues on throughout the season. That's not really a spoiler because five continues to say, well, you know, I'm in my fifties and Luther is, you know, he's always been number one he was always mm -hmm. number one luther you know he was the leader of everyone so 
um, you can kind of see the the tug of war that they have of of uh, being in charge. So, uh, yeah. but then it shows that, and then that scene comes up, and it's just like you know, there's always that whether it be your brother or you know a friend, you always have that one friend that when you're having a serious talk, you're like, dude, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> this is not the time. You know? Yeah. So um, I I just really really enjoyed that. I thought that was uh, a really good scene. Again, it's one of those scenes I don't think it was that important, but it for me to watch it a second time, I thought it was more important to see that um, because it's not like they're skipping out on the story or you know or like oh well you know whatever we'll just you know phone this one in. They're still trying to show you what the relationships are, and I and I really enjoyed that. That I think that's why this is such a good storytelling um, show because um, they don't skimp out on everything. You know, they show you every aspect of, of everyone really. Yeah, no, for sure. If anything, it actually shows a really funny, still a sibling dynamic between all the brothers that, you know, no matter how far, you know, Luther's basically saying I'm number one, uh, five is arguing while I'm technically older than you. And here's Klaus being the jackass of the group. But even still, like it just kind of sums up. It doesn't matter where, wh- who they're from, where they're from, where they, where what their goals are. They're all siblings, and it just kind of shows in all that part. And actually, at the very end of this episode, uh, Klaus actually gets kidnapped by Hazel and Chacha, which kind of leads us into episode uh, four, which we'll talk about next week. But uh, it was kind of funny because uh, Chacha and Hazel have to regroup at the motel, and Hazel's sitting there with a jelly donut because <laughs> clearly he had to go see Agnes after all that. <laughs> and uh and uh chacho was basically making a reference that it was a bad night and it was a loss and uh and uh she go and he goes no it wasn't a total loss and they go to the trunk and there's klaus all tied up with their and they've got heads looking at him and that's pretty much the end of episode three so it's definitely uh yeah. interesting the path that that's gonna take us on the next episode um, one real quick thing I wanted to get to was when I first watched this, uh, this episode, um, I remember like, you know, yeah, they got Klaus and that's not good, but also they got Klaus. So I don't know how good that's going to do, you know, Hazel and Chacha. And, you know, when I watched it back again, I'm just like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's not going to be good. I mean, they essentially captured this guy who uh, was in a towel with his hair up like, you know, how girls do when they get out of a shower or a bath or whatever. And so it was just like, if I saw that and then I kidnapped him, I don't know how much I'm getting out of that guy. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) You know, obviously he's not a serious type of a guy or maybe he's just, uh, he's just that kind of a joker. But I mean, that's kind of what I took away from it for sure. So all in all, it was a it was a really good show or a good, really good episode. Um, the episode didn't have a lot going on, um, but it was it was very informative. Like the answer, the questions that you really get from episode one and then episode two as well, you kind of start getting receiving some answers in episode three, and that, I think that made it very enjoyable. And then obviously the final fight scene. Um, and then everything after that is really interesting and it keeps your interest peaked uh, mm-hmm. from the fight scene all the way to the, the end of the episode. So uh, really looking forward to episode four for me. Yeah, um, for sure. It, it, it's, 
it, it's going to be good. I, I'm I'm getting so excited getting to, uh, you know, more and more in depth into this season for sure. All right, guys. Well, uh, thank you so much. We always appreciate your guys' listen. And we hope that you're uh, following along and watching each week and then hearing our reviews. Uh, if you have any things that maybe we missed or you wanted to uh, touch on or ask us a question about or whatever it may be from uh, any of these episodes, please feel free. We want to hear from you. We want to answer your questions. Uh, you know, like I said, uh, two bays in a pod is just strictly on Instagram, but you can also message us at Drew Code Sports Talk if you want to, you know, do Facebook, Twitter, uh, or even YouTube, you know, I don't, which I don't think this one's going to be on YouTube. So probably don't do that. That was stupid. But anyway, <laughs> um, you know, just, uh, you know, ask us the questions that you have. We'll, we, we want to, we want to answer and we want to hear from you for sure. Definitely agree on that, you guys. And don't forget to visit DrewCodeSportsTalk.com slash two bays in a pod for all full episodes, content, social media, all that stuff that you mentioned. So, Excellent, excellent. All right, guys. Well, Cody's got to take care of some business right now. So <laughs> yeah. we, will, we will catch you next week. See you, everybody. Yeah.